Welcome back to Something Private, a podcast for Southeast Asian women by Southeast Asian women, exploring conversations around health, the self, community and love. My name is Nicole and I am your producer and host. It's the last week of 2020, which means you're tuning in to the last episode of Something Private for the Year. 2020 has been a ride. Since literally the beginning of the year, we've been plagued with bad news non-stop. Remember the Australian bushfires and the killing of the top Iranian official by Trump? Yes, that was this year. In light of all that's happened, I thought it'd be nice for us to end off our last episode with a story of hope. It begins with a viral tweet in June 2019 about a middle-aged man who offered a compliment to a young man on the train. The young man tweeted that the elder gentleman seemed kind of off and that he was acting kind of funny and looked at him weird. But something told him to stay and listen and he was thankful he did. In 1994, 24-year-old Tan Kok Liang was at the prime of his life. The young man wore many hats. I was a President Scout awardee, I was a student counsellor, I became a commando officer, and I clinched a job in Procter & Gamble. I beat 7,000 people through six layers of interview. But one week before he was due to start work, he met with an accident. This motorbike accident with a police vehicle plunged me 70 metres away from my motorbike. I landed and broke my whole face into pieces. The brain surgeon told me, oh, fortunately you didn't tie your helmet. Had you tied the helmet, you will be decapitated. Or your spine would be fractured so badly, you may be paralysed from neck to your toe. It was a blessing in disguise that my face broke into pieces, fragments. I lost my memory. I lost my physique because the accident actually broke my leg, dislocated my shoulder. I became disabled in my toe. I cannot live up my toe. My family, upon knowing of my accident, my mom was the one who received a call from the police. She sat at the dining table and cried. My dad was watching the TV. Upon hearing of me encountering accident, he collapsed on a chair and cried with his arms in the air. To make matters worse, Kok Liang's father had been due for heart bypass surgery in the time the accident occurred. He called off his heart bypass surgery because he did not want to have my family run between two hospitals. So my hospital stay was three and a half months. At the third month, my dad died of cardiac arrest in his sleep. So one week before my discharge, I was wheelchaired to his funeral. At the funeral, I inquired with my mom. Mom, where is daddy? Why is elder brother carrying daddy's photograph? Upon hearing this question from me, my mom collapsed into tears. She couldn't answer me. It was only three months after my dad's departure that I learned of the cause that is me. Hence, there are a lot of emotional, psychological burden I had to bear. And having no knowledge, no skill, I have to live off my family's savings. And I became like an outcast of society. I was left alone. Nobody seems to understand me. So I was actually contemplating about suicide. I thought I must do it in a 100% success. That means like QC, the technique that I'm going to adopt has to be a sure, sure die. So I planned to jump from 9th story outside my flat. 
I plan to plunge myself out by pulling the railing with my right leg behind so I can kick and rotate my body, give it a rotational momentum. Can you imagine I lost all my memory and yet I can conceptualize and formulate strategies? But a chance encounter with a neighbour one day made Kok Niang reconsider his plans. So, as I was contemplating on that suicide plan, I went down for a stroll to think more deeply in it. I came across a neighbour staying in that block. I do not know him at that point of time. I sat beside him and I said, Hey, not bad, the sun is shining brightly, today is a good day. He gave me the blank look with his left hand holding a walking stick. I asked him, Where do you stay? Can I bring you home for lunch? I brought him up to his house on the second level. Upon reaching his house, I knocked on the door. When the door opened, the mom straight away told me he met an accident six years ago. He was going to get married, send his registered wife home. After alighting her, he kissed the corner of a bus and became like that. When I look at this person, Alim, I see something unique about him. He still look good. That means the high pressure in his brain cavity after the injury actually stopped the blood from flowing to his brain sufficiently. I realised how fortunate I am at the point of time because of the fracture of my face, blinding of my eye, tearing of my nose, losing of my smell. It allowed me to still be able to think. That was when I felt that, hey, perhaps there's a good thing I can do to come and visit Alim to motivate him, inspire him and also to help take a load off his family's mind to know that he has got some people to communicate with, to interact with because lonesome people can think of crazy things. Kok Liang began meeting more people who gave him a sense of purpose. I came to acquaint with a family. I was asked to actually provide therapy session to interact with their daughter. It happened that their daughter, Ying Yan, suffered traumatic brain injury half a year before me. Whilst waiting for A-level results, she volunteered at Mines. One day, she came out from her class and saw another teacher in dismay and asked, Why? What happened? The teachers replied, Oh, my student dropped her toy onto the ledge. So Ying Yan raised up her hand, Let me help you. She climbed over the railing, stepped onto the platform, and the platform collapsed. So she actually had a frontal impact on the skull when she hit the floor from second story. And that changed her life completely. She now have a five inch hole on her skull and she's like a child. So they actually get me to go to the house once a week to provide her with interaction and to bring color to her life with you know, visual presentations as well as to give her physiotherapy to let her move and exercise. So when I see Alim and people like Ying Yan, I realize how fortunate I am. That gives me the motivation to persevere on. And one of my poems, Against the Wind, I wrote during my school days. I found this when I was searching through my cabinet of all my belongings. This poem predicts the outcome. That is, I will die and I will live again. Against the wind, older but no wiser, I still find myself inextricably, unavoidably running against the wind. Whilst it could have been easier, rowing with the tide, something within me beckons. Do it otherwise. 
defying instincts, rejecting the norms, living my life on its edge. I refused to conform. Perhaps one day, just one fine day, when my time is done, laid down to oblivion, my life have just begun. When I found this poem, I sat upright, and I have the vision that there is a path before me. It is how I pave the path, how I choose to walk the path that will make a great difference. I wrote another poem. This poem talks about me coming to realization from my coma state that there is a role for me, a role that I must play because it is for the good of mankind. Was it a nightmare or was it reality? I asked myself. I entered half-conscious what was happening, gradually opening my eyes to sense and to react. It was at first like Eden of Roses on the summit of Olympia, the very pinnacle of mankind. But the thorns hurt not just me, but all whom embrace it. My mind still burns with a sad memory, until death will depart. So stand up I will, because upon me is bestowed the role not many can partake, and this I will do to my very last breath. Upon realizing these two poems, I get to see the true reason for my accident from a constructive viewpoint, and hence post-trauma, live my life to the best that I can. Kok Liang's accident had caused him to lose all his memory. At 25 years of age, he had to start anew. But there were parts of his past that needed reconciling. You see, because I totally lost my past, I became like a clean slate, a newborn baby with the body of 24. I lost half of my brain, half of my heart disk. From what I learned of after my accident, my girlfriend actually stayed throughout the hospital duration, but I totally don't remember the hospital duration. My retention ability then was very weak. When I got home from the hospital, she came along to look after me every day. And after two weeks, she actually asked me, do I recall she's my girlfriend? I looked at her, I said, I hear what they say, that you are my girlfriend, but I do not know why I chose you because you're so tall. Upon hearing that, she said, so let's part then. She went on with her career, and I have my recovery trail before me. She did not respond with anger. I'm an active member of scuba diving, outdoor activity club, mountain climbing, etc. And she is from electrical engineering where she joined us and our relationship starts to develop. This is what's registered in my mind. There could be a lot of things that I, I do not remember and so I have to live with this ignorance. It will make it more difficult for me to let go because if I truly love her, given my post-trauma condition, I would not want to be a burden to her. I would still want to let her go. To embark on his true, fresh start, Kok Liang was Kok Liang no more. After my accident, when I got home after the hospital stay, I found a stack of paper with my scribbling on it. I saw letters from my pen friend, and surprisingly, my pen friend gave me the name Takala. I went to ask my secondary school friend, 
Why is it my pen friend calls me Takala? My secondary schoolmate told me, You engineered this name last time and you wanted us to call you by this name. We refused. And so I said, Oh my, I engineered this name. Yes, it looks like my dialect name. My dialect name is Tan Kok Liang. So TKL are my initials. And I, want, I probably wanted to do well for my A-level, so I put 3A, one in between each letter, and the end. Indians told me my name in India, one of the dialect group, means bald. It is also the name of a rare herb in the mountains. And Takala in Japanese means treasure. And Takala in Malay means not lose. And Takala in Cantonese means can. And in American Indians, it means warrior. In the Middle East, it's a girl's name. So seeing the diversity of meaning of Takala, I felt quite enthralled that, hey, miraculous, how did I get to engineer a name that's got so many good meanings? And it gave me a new identity. So I live as Takala. It gives me the duty to help make the world a better place. That's why that is how I carry on to become a teacher, to be a motivational speaker. But how does a man with half a brain become a teacher? After the accident, I was a man of few words. I lost my vocabulary, so I am not able to name items, name people, and construct sentences. So I had to restart again. So I had to get a dictionary and read A to Z. And my secondary schoolmate came to visit me, and he critiqued me for my poor use of English. But he did not stop there. He actually suggested that I should join Toastmasters Club. I make it a point to read when I get up from my sleep. Joining Toastmasters Club is a very important commitment. Within three months, that is around six sessions, I have a good foundation in my ability to speak, and I was able to attend a public forum on brain injury organized by the hospitals and represent the brain injured to speak on stage to share my experiences. Takala's story of rebirth is one of immense nobility. But how has that changed him? I have to say, when I was young, I appreciate the small things in life. As I grew up, I became more and more ambitious. And before the accident, I got the best job that a lot of people are going for. The accident brought me down to earth, and I get to become what I was when I was young, appreciate the small things in life. Small things now amazes me and brings joy to me. After his brush with death almost 30 years ago, Takala shares that today he is no longer afraid of death. I dare to be on the edge, but it's about facing death for a good cause that matters. Now I will not take undue risk just for the thrill of it. To me, death is when I no longer exist in this realm that I've gone to another realm, that would be death in my definition. Well, Kok Liang died in the accident because Takala is born. Life to me is about making every day worth the while for the good of mankind. I live to be a lighter beacon and I want to inspire more.
Takala's story has touched the hearts of many across the internet. I guess it's because it makes us take a step back to reconsider something we don't think about often, our morality and our meaning in life. Thanks for tuning into Something Private. We hope you enjoyed the special story of Takala Tan. Subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you tune into your favorite podcast. Have a thought or comment that you'd like to share? Feel free to drop us a DM on Instagram at somethingprivatepod or email us at nicole at somethingprivate.fm. Here's to the end of 2020. I'll see you guys in 2021.